0: And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, and once again, Matt, I am very happy to say that this episode of the Comic Multiverse is brought to you in part by our sponsor, Keto Crate. Get some amazing keto snacks delivered to your door every month, and if you use the code that we are putting up on the screen right now, and by me I mean Matt in post later, <laughs> thank you Matt, uh, you will actually get $5 off. Now, as I discovered last week, turns out that this deal is only actually available to people in america they only ship to america so far so Mm.
1: yeah it's a bit disappointing that they don't ship to australia because i would really like some of that stuff
0: Likewise, but you know, hey, for our American friends there, the Keto diet has been doing good for me and Matt, I'm sure it'll do good for you too, and here's hoping if we continue to grow the the house comic multiverse and house Keto Crate relationship in time, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be able to deliver to other places in the world. Hopefully, yeah. That's my hope. So how's your week been, Matt?
1: Pretty busy, actually. Pretty busy. I, I know people probably have noticed that, like, there's been a lack of videos around my, my channel lately, um, it's mainly because I've just been busy with work and college and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I've been trying to balance it out, but I'm getting into the all the, all the uh, comic reviews now. Only now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to stay busy, too. I had to go uh, visit my mom. She's not doing so uh, hot right now. She's got the flu, saying I was no, trying no. to be a good son, bringing her ginger ale and shit yeah uh i also registered to vote too this uh (laughs) this month i think there's like federal elections in october and this is the first time ever where i'm like i think i should get politically activated about things
1: (laughs) it's it's useful it's useful
0: it is also too man dealing with the government whatever it's like okay now we need three pieces of id with your name and your address and Mm -hmm. you also need a piece of mail and what do you mean you don't have a library card i have the fucking internet that's why i don't have a (laughs) library card
1: it's funny here because like when i had to go vote last time like you go up and you like give them your name and everything and they check you on the thing and they're like oh you're not on here and i'm like oh well that's strange because i voted in this exact same place four other times <laughs> and i was completely fun, so then i had to fill out like 40 minutes worth of paperwork just to like confirm who i am and everything
0: No wonder young people have no interest in voting, because it's just like the hoops they make you jump through. It's like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No wonder the only people who can keep up with this are the old ass people who just sit by their phones 24 hours a day with (laughs) nothing else to do. Is my family going to call me today and forgive me? No? Well then, time to get activated in local politics, I guess. (laughs) uh but yeah that's uh that's what my week has been pretty easy pretty laid back I know we talked about it before we started but I actually had a very special thing when it comes to comics and that is I think I'm actually going to be able to make videos out of every new book I picked up this week
1: uh it's a good feeling isn't it? I was like that probably like three weeks ago or something and it was so cool and then I just got blindsided by like two big weeks in a row when you get
0: buried under as many events as we do it's just like please make it stop (laughs) all these comics are my children i can't love you all individually (laughs) sometimes i have to pile you all together like miss marvel and the punisher and love you all in one big lump sum once it's all finished (laughs) which i know isn't good for you because you know individual uh issue sales are important can't always trade weight yeah uh, but, but yeah, so we actually also, too, have a fairly decent smattering of news this week. I was quite surprised.
1: Yeah, across uh, all, all genres of media, basically, as well.
0: Yeah, there was a couple nice things all converging together because uh, DC put out their solicitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some rumored Marvel solicitations, which I don't know why DC always gets them out first and Marvel always gets them out yeah. a couple of weeks
1: later. Yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, it, it always to me it always feels like like they're trying to do it to like beat leaks. Mm, I guess so. Because Cause, I've noticed, like, like all the big websites don't really bother with, like, the Marvel solicitations in terms of, like, leaks and stuff. But, like, you mm. see stuff like Bleeding Cool get hold of them, like, a couple of days before and leak big yep. stories and stuff like that.
0: Or if they don't do that, it's just like, okay, here's what we've jerry-rigged together from what we already know. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it, just put them all out together, please. Who, yeah. Who is it hurting if you put it all out together? <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. And also because uh, D23 will be soon this coming weekend actually Ooh, so we're gonna have all sorts the, of star this, wars news that
1: it, it, that's this coming weekend and then through the week i think as we're recording this or it might have been a couple of hours before gamescom has just started
0: oh right on you see some cool shit coming out of that
1: we're getting avengers stuff apparently
0: hey all right sign me up for that sign me up <laughs> for the avengers <laughs> Uh all right, so I guess speaking of Star Wars and we were I will let you take point on this, Matt, because you were of course my Jedi Master when it comes <laughs> to things like this, and that is the Obi Wan Kenobi project that has been in development forever. Turns out it's not gonna be a movie. It's gonna be a series now for Disney Plus. How do we how do we feel, Matt?
1: Cool, I guess. Like I I said on Twitter when it was announced, like like what what would a show about this be about? Because all the stories revolving the character at the timeline it's probably going to be set at, which is between episodes three and four, uh, have been told in, like, yeah. comics, rebels, uh, cartoons, stuff like that. So what do you do? Because you, you, on one hand... Are you, you
0: just going to adapt that for people who haven't seen well, see, the cartoons or read the comics?
1: See, on one hand, you've got the people who, who are in love with the prequels and want, like, prequel action schlock mm. stuff in this series which probably won't happen because none of that actually happened in this time no. period for that character um, no he was an old man so, so you get those people who are upset and then you get the people who like me want it to be kind of kind of philosophic in a way like a, there's a whole thing where he like wrote a series of journals for luke and you could have him just doing that and maybe getting like him. like a writer's block or something <laughs> like it's like a last temptation of christ sort of thing
0: yeah we want uh we, we want obi-wan to go into the desert for 30 days and 30 nights and have an epiphany yeah. and then meet a, a be- befriend a young sand person by the name of crate <laughs> see some people will get that reference some people won't get that <laughs> reference yeah, i mean there's
1: definitely things you could do with it there is i, I i'm just glad that like because um in the legends there was a series where like he just like straight up left tatooine during this time and just was like fighting boba fett and like inquisitors <laughs> and stuff i'm like that's so stupid i hope they don't do that
0: yeah likewise my big takeaway from it and i know i'm not alone on this one is like cool you're getting your Obi-Wan prequel, can you all shut the fuck up about it now, and yes. can we please move forward with new things that aren't related to the original trilogy? Yes. You know, my, my, my big thing about the Disney era of Star Wars was, was, oh great, we're gonna see new things now, we're not gonna keep wallowing the past, oh no, the past, actually makes us a lot of money, and those fans are really mouthy, so I guess we better <laughs> give them what they want. If nothing else, maybe this can be like the new modus operandi for Disney, where it's like, look, If you yell at us enough about a thing, we'll put it on the app, but we're not putting it in theaters.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the app gives them the option to tell those sorts of stories that they probably don't want to spend a large amount of money on and want to focus on their new stuff.
0: Although, to say that, they are actually spending quite a lot of money on the app shows, just not movie money
1: yeah yeah it it all look good and everything but yeah yeah i'm, I'm intrigued to see what's gonna do as i said i'm really glad they're actually doing it because it makes those people shut the fuck up um they, although they'll probably move on to the next one they'll want a, I don't know, a star killer show or jarja bink show or something i don't know or
0: or boba fett and i'm like you're
1: getting mandalorians <laughs> you're getting goddamn mandalorians <laughs> that comes out soon eh it does i can't believe that there's gonna be some shit. two three months
0: I, I really cannot believe that, that that's uh, a thing. Yeah. And that we've actually seen some of the footage of it.
1: It looks so good. It does. It looks really good.
0: Man, I really just want more dirty, grungy stormtroopers and creepy German actors talking <laughs> to, talking at Pedro Pascal, who never takes his helmet off. <laughs> just everything I want altogether. Uh, but uh, the, the other interesting thing about this is that uh, they got McGregor back.
1: They do and apparently he's like it's rumored that he might also be directing a couple of the episodes like apparently it's going to be six episodes long because so it's a really mini series so he might direct like That's the whole series or is. something.
0: I'm totally down for that. I'm sure that was a great carrot to get him back and be like, look, do you want a director's credit on top of the lead billing? It, uh, my favorite thing is that all the articles I read were like, oh, and they got the original Obi-Wan Kenobi back. Ewan McGregor. And I'm like,
1: he wasn't the original. <laughs> yeah, they can't get – you mean they they dug up Alec Guinness? The, they, they dug the, up they the corpse they're, of – like, like, necromancy spell on you
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the disney executives with their dark right were able to bring back the ghost of alec guinness to star in this (laughs) oh man see now that would be a reason to make the show well you see here at disney we've used our billions of dollars to work the reanimator technology from the movie reanimator and now we've brought back zombie alec guinness (laughs) And he's really excited for this new project <laughs> once he got over the shock of being ripped from the gates of heaven back to Earth. <laughs> oh, yes. Alec also tells us heaven is real, everyone, in case you're wondering. <laughs> he has lots of interesting insight there, but uh, be, be sure to watch the show, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. To see, you know what would be even really cool if they managed to, if they, like, talk to him and, like, say, like, hey, George Lucas, come back and, like, film an episode.
0: <laughs> do you think they'd be willing to do that? Do you think the fan base would be ready for
1: that? Oh, I think they will, cause like you know they 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 want everything to hate Disney, and if bringing jo- and they suddenly like George Lucas again, so
0: yeah, wow, what a what a weird one eighty we did there. Do you, do you, they'll bring him back, but you'll have to walk back his white slavers <laughs> comment from before. <laughs> did, did, did I say selling Star Wars was like selling it to white slavers? I meant right on shavers is what they gave me for my beard which is why i don't have one anymore uh, thanks
1: disney i I don't know whether you see it but like every now and then you see like those like wild conspiracy theorists about like lucasfilm and all that pop up and like people were saying like how like like george still he like wrote in his contract that he still owns the characters and
0: i saw that
1: (laughs) and i I just like that's ridiculous
0: I saw that article making the rant, and I'm like, you gotta be really thick in the head to believe that. But this is the internet where,
1: like, where like Kathleen Kennedy and like all these other people got into like a big punch up in a boardroom and (laughs) all that, and like, who the fuck believes this shit?
0: the weird alternate history that some of the weirder, more obsessive Star Wars fans has made up is like really like fascinating enough to be its own yeah. movie that they've got like these conspiracy theories within conspiracy theories. And they're like, look okay, so everything with the park, too. I'm sure you saw this. People being like, Oh yeah, you know, the uh the, the Star Wars park, it's not doing so good. Yeah, they're talking about turning it to an uh an Aladdin attraction. I'm like, yeah. fuck off. No, they're not.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they only put like twenty-five thousand. 000- people through the park that one day oh that's not enough
0: (laughs) you mean this thing that just got that just opened this thing that they're planning way long in advance for oh yeah yeah they're they're totally done with it right away god it's it's like how stupid do you think people are but then again this is the internet where every day i'm reminded just by going on twitter
1: how stupid people are oh yeah i see people share onion articles like they're real
0: yeah <laughs> well, uh, the world is becoming more and more like an Onion article. every day. I think it's a combination of stupidity and a combination of I reject your reality and supplement my own, and because this is the internet, I am more than capable of supplementing my own reality. Yeah. yeah as much, as, who was who one guy, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but I got into an argument with one guy, uh, oh, about Guardians saying, you know, yeah, you know, Guardians, it was a really unknown, uh, really unknown property before they made those movies, and part of the reasons, you know, the movies were so popular is that they basically reinvented the whole thing from the ground up, I'm sure they'll do the same for Eternals, to have someone actually try and argue with me and be like, no, Guardians had a huge fan base, was a big reason as to why the movie did so good, I'm like, uh, fuck right off, they were a dead property when the movie got announced it i was there everyone was like guardians guardians what and the only actual guardians fans you heard it from were bitching and complaining that the costumes weren't blue yeah they went like the dan Abnett stuff <laughs> yeah so again th- this weird like it's one of those situations where it's like oh you you are actually following an alternate history you are actually <laughs> not perceiving reality the way i perceive it this is this is amazing this is like meeting a unicorn tell me more <laughs> what is this history color- like who's the president <laughs> but- what, what, what color is the sky in your world, man? <laughs> is the real question. What color is the milk in your universe? And don't say blue. <laughs> Apparently it's the green milk is actually where it's at from all the people it who is. have gone to the yes. park. Apparently yes. green milk is superior than the blue milk. <laughs> milk. You know, Matt, you see, we just got to keep pushing this Keto Crate sponsorship, because once we get enough, we will take the comic multiverse trip to Star <laughs> Wars land. That's why everyone needs to get it right now, because it's going to get me and Matt to Star Wars. Man, did you see how, and we can say that when we get to the park, man, do you know how many Keto Crates we had to hustle to get here? <laughs> I want to meet Jabba. I want to meet him right now. <laughs> I deserve but, it,
1: goddammit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but sir we don't fucking take me to job <laughs> uh, oh man but uh so yeah there's uh there's your taste of star wars news everyone make of it what you will
1: yeah i'm sure we'll get more of it as d23 rolls around
0: oh without a doubt i'm sure we'll have a whole d20 themed mm. show yeah. next week yeah uh Next up we actually got a little bit of sad news and I'm sure this is something. Again, I will let Matt take the reins on this cuz I'm sure he has way more feelings than I do. Krypton got the axe this week, only two seasons deep at Sci-Fi. Not only did it get the axe, but the proposed Lobo spin-off also got the axe.
1: Yeah, this this was so disappointing to hear like cuz I cuz I had just finished watching this cuz I watched the the season 2 finale uh a day mm. late. Um, so I would just gotten finished watching that and it's like went to bed then woke up and it's like oh it's cancelled. I'm like oh fuck right off.
0: Yeah you were really liking it. You were really oh, championing so and cheerleading that show and I will so admit from good. what I saw and from what you told me the costumes looked great. The villains looked better than they did anywhere else. I think what
1: what what, what hurts me the most is that season two ended on like so many cliffhangers of course it like, does oh, don't they always like, we got adam strange in his real costume we're going Ooh. to ran we're going to sardath all that stuff we've got thanagarians we've got dark side the omega men all these really and cool we'll things never and know. Then, yeah nah, we never might know but people are saying that like the dc app are gonna like probably or hbo go mm. is gonna bring bring it back and i'm like really you're gonna trust these two things that cancel swamp thing before season one even aired because it was too expensive because 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 um krypton wasn't cheap looking
0: it no looked, it really it looked
1: really damn good and probably was really expensive
0: yeah don't don't too don't put too much faith in the dc universe app to save you people i know everyone's like but it saved young justice yeah multiple years down the line after a non-stop uh, campaign by fans yeah. to get it back is the thing and even then, when you did get it back it was noticeably cheaper but i i think if nothing else what this krypton story really communicates to me is that we are heading into an app dominated future for superhero shows if you do not either get started on an app or are supported by an app like how netflix Mm -hmm. uh, uh what is it uh supports the cw shows you're not
1: gonna make it yeah yeah yeah, no, because I, that's just the thing i i agree i agree with that as well like it was a sci-fi show sci-fi are notorious for canceling like the good shit like couple sure. of seasons in did
0: did we not say there where it's like you know gotham ran for multiple seasons and we were shocked like who's still watching this <laughs> meanwhile krypton which was good got canceled after two
1: that's the thing like yeah they they're effectively both the same shows they're a prequel cool series nothing to do with the main character of what they're based on but like krypton did it so much better yeah <laughs> so much crazy better.
0: crazy crazy to think and uh, yeah i mean it's because you think about it now with krypton gone there's no other dc shows now at any other network it's just all cw dominance
1: yeah yeah which is a shame it's, oh there's that um <sighs> pennyworth pennyworth um oh, we keep forgetting yeah, no about one... it because like who gives a shit
0: yeah but that one's gonna be canceled though so <laughs>
1: oh it's i don't know whether it will though because it's by the same pe- i think it's meant to be a prequel to gotham which was already a really
0: prequel. oh fuck off <laughs> i think Who's... so i think so people were asking me hey joel did you watch pennyworth no i have shit to do <laughs>
1: why why would i even bother <laughs>
0: No, I had to wash my hair that night. No, I'm not watching. <laughs> I had to wash
1: the paint dry.
0: <laughs> Although, again, too, like we said, like Gotham, it might run for five fucking seasons, for yeah. all we know. Yeah. But yeah, it really seems like either you gotta be connected to an app, be connected to a shared universe, or you're just not gonna make it out because there's too Batman much in- <laughs> or be a Batman show, you know, bat privilege, as they say on Twitter. He's got the bat privilege. <laughs> they get to break all the rules. But yeah, I mean, if you're not part of a connected universe, there's just too much goddamn entertainment right now and too much to absorb where it's like look am i gonna potentially need this to understand something that happens in a movie later no then i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna waste my time
1: yeah which is a shame because like the thing is like they could have easily like somehow connected this into the cw universe because they had introduced time travel and alternate Mm. dimensions and stuff phantom zone stuff and all that so yeah i don't know maybe might do something with it you never know that's a bummer.
0: Bummer, too, we lost on a, out on a potential Lobo show, because I wasn't watching yeah. Krypton, but you bet your ass I would try and watch the Lobo oh, show.
1: Oh, oh, the episodes he was in in, in Krypton was, were amazing. He was so damn good in that show.
0: Nice. See, I, I would have liked that. I just want Space Dog the Bounty Hunter is what <laughs> I want. Hey, bruh, you gotta go with Zerny and Christ, brah! <laughs> also, give him a doggie. Give him a doggie like he has in the comics. <laughs> give him a bulldog to sit on the back of his flying motorcycle. (laughs) That's all you need. I guess the problem with Lobo too is that he doesn't have a lot of like runs that go together. They're all like really just disjointed anarchic adventures.
1: That's true. you could, that might make the show a bit better. Like, like that's true. Make it very episodic. Yeah. And it allows you to do a bit more with the character because there isn't like a really set in stone foundation for him
0: true man they're trying so hard for lobo and nothing's ever come from it they Mm. guy richie was supposed to make a movie forever they were talking about giving him a spin-off show lobo just can't catch a break
1: yeah yeah it has to do with the comics as well they keep changing him in the comics
0: that's true they do he's a hero no he's a bad guy again he's this edward colored looking guy we don't know
1: yeah now he has a daughter but she might not be his daughter or something oh is
0: is that the story they're doing i haven't given a shit about titan
1: yeah i don't know
0: his daughter crush. <laughs> also, remember Kid Lobo? There was Kid Lobo for a bit. i try not to. Try not there to. Was a, there was totally a Kid Lobo for a bit. Alright, moving on from here. Uh, so from two uh, k- k- kind of talky stories, but you know that we ultimately felt good at the end of. Here's a story we're only going to feel bad about. So the creator of Mouse. Uh, which I'm sure you've seen of. It's that comic about World War II mm-hmm. and everything as told through, you know, uh, where the mice represent the Jewish people and cats represent the Nazis and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, really popular thing. It's like, a, like like they teach it in schools now, which blows me away. It's one of the very few uh, comics they actually teach in schools. Mm-hmm. Well, uh guess what? Uh the writer of that one, oh, what's his name here? I just had it. Uh Art uh Spiegman or Spiegman? Yep. yep. Uh yeah, he was supposed to be writing an essay for uh the Golden Age of Marvel uh collection, but they pulled his essay at the last minute from the book and that is because he had some rather inflammatory uh comments for a certain American president right now who uh, who, who who we dare not name yes, on the no. internet, but you know,
1: yeah he had some he had some very 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 i would say true words to say about the this guy he, Ca- called him the orange skull
0: <laughs> he called him the orange skull which again we say inflammatory but that's pretty that's pretty easy honestly yeah. and that's yeah. kind of funny like you want to look at any other comic writer what they say about the certain american president i think this dude let him off pretty easy just yeah. by calling him the Orange Skull and to see him punished. I think it was Tim Seely or something who wrote on Twitter it's like, huh, they're going to start punishing him. I can only imagine who they're going to punish by the end of the day. Wink, <laughs> wink, they didn't punish anybody else. <laughs> it's, it's a little fucked up, too, to punish this 71-year-old man whose parents were killed in the Holocaust. For, you yeah. know, coming out against this dude. And then you're reminded, like, well, wait, who's, who's the president of Marvel again? Oh, who does he support during the elections? Oh, yeah. this doesn't look or feel good. No, no. this is a bad, th- this is a big bad. This is a feel bad.
1: <laughs> Do you feel bad? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just so strange, especially like when, when you consider like a lot of, well, at least a lot of Mar- the Marvel books are like, always kind of poking fun and they're quite you know they're diverse they're um kind of with the times and stuff in that sort of regard so like for this to happen it was just like so out of left field
0: boy boy was it where it's like uh you guys know you did a whole like summer event called secret empire right (laughs) which was talking about you know evil forces that take over you know beloved offices and mantles from the inside out and before you know it, everything's topsy-turvy in america (laughs) did did we did we forget our reading comprehension did, did
1: you guys forget you did that because you did that something tells me that the people like the higher-ups read that story for like its face value or it's like yeah. oh captain america's evil okay cool yeah yeah cool and just
0: left it at that or it's like orange skull that's inflammatory <laughs> even though it's like literally the least inflammatory thing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah th- that's like nothing
0: but yeah, that's uh, that's bullshit, and they should feel bad. The mouse dude is actually like pretty cool, and mouse is. is pretty cool itself. It is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That, check
0: check out mouse if you haven't. That
1: that that really sucks, and it, it has me questioning like like obviously like sales of this book are probably not going to be very very good now. Um, I, I
0: I would boycott it. Like, here's the thing: I didn't even know it was coming out, but now that yeah. I know, I don't want to cover it,
1: and it makes me qu- makes me wonder whether like other stuff from them is gonna to start to like like mm. peter out like like they've got that um was it that marvel comics a thousand coming out i think yeah, next yeah, yeah. week or the week after
0: it's fairly soon yeah
1: which like it kind of boggles my mind because like that's not been advertised at all
0: no it was like, all, all, all over solicitations there for a bit and then they just stopped talking about it yeah which is really strange very but, you know, from a really disappointing Marvel story to one that, you know, uh, we should be a little happier about. Uh, the new writer for Deadpool was named this week, and it was a surprising pick, but surprising in all the right ways. Kelly Thompson is going to be uh, penning Deadpool moving into the future.
1: Yes, this has actually has me interested in the character now.
0: Yeah, obviously she was the woman who did Mr. and Mrs. X and a bunch of other ones. You know, she's no stranger to writing Mutants and no stranger to writing Deadpool. I know myself personally, when I was done like that five-year-long epic run from Jerry Duggan, I'm like, okay, I don't need to read any more Deadpool because no one's going to be able to top this for a while. And even though, you know, Scotty Young did his thing that whole run in between in the back of my mind and like meh kind of an obvious pick to pick a funny guy to do the book here and apparently that's what it was it was just you know like haha, comedy slapstick this though this is interesting i'm like okay this is a lady who knows story structure who knows arcs and everything
1: okay i want to check out deadpool now yeah deadpool actually probably like returned to those jerry duggan days where he was a bit more than just a punchline or like yeah. someone who'd show up and say memes yeah, he's a, he was a sad clown yeah. who
0: actually had shit going on. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where this one goes. I'm reminded, too, and, of course, everyone online was quick to, you know, jump on and be like, hey, you know, Gail Simone actually uh, got a big, you know, boost in her career after writing Deadpool. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, kind of position Thompson as that next great female creator of her generation. So, you know, hey, let's see where this
1: goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm i'm looking forward to seeing that it would be cool to read like a deadpool book that's actually interesting again
0: yeah yeah i think i've given just enough time not reading deadpool to where Mm -hmm. it's like all right let's see what Deadpool's about now yeah even though it's funny there it's like okay add add another marvel book to the pile because i don't have enough right now Man, it's getting so sad when I like go to the store and I'm like, okay, that's uh, that's two DC books. That's only two <laughs> and that's 12 Marvel books.
1: Yeah, it's getting there for me as well. Like this week I only had a couple of, and it was mostly Batman related stuff. Um, yep. But yeah, then I look over at my DC, uh, my Marvel pile and it's just, just getting bigger, just getting bigger.
0: It's the complete opposite of where we were, like, five years ago at the height of Rebirth, where it's like, okay, all these Rebirth books, and a couple Marvels. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how shit changes. (laughs) It really is. And, uh, speaking of another new Marvel book, which I question if it'll end up in either of our pull lists, uh, to coincide with the brand new Jared Leto movie, Morbius is getting a brand new solo series. I don't give a fuck.
1: neither do i I really don't care
0: no morbius is not a solo character he's never been a solo character he's had runs and none of them have lasted
1: yeah this this will be no different it'll end after you know six issues or something
0: yeah who's writing it someone you've probably never heard of
1: yeah or or they'll get like yeah a, a special person special writer special guest writer on for the first couple of issues and then dump it onto someone else
0: as, as I was reading it again, the name of the person writing this escapes me, but their basic deal is, oh, they've written some backups, some fill ins, uh, and some okay. like, and some annual anthologies. I'm like, oh, oh, so your trial by firing this poor <laughs> person is like, hey, if you can get Morbius to sell, you can join the club. This is, this is your hazing.
1: That's the new, like, that's like the, the like the final trial whenever you go work for whoever. Yep. You get, you do all these backups. And it's like, hey, you want to become a real writer. Now, make Morbius a compelling character who sells books.
0: <laughs> Look, you can either do that or we can whip your ass with towels as part of the hazing. <laughs> Most people pick the towels. You picked writing Morbius. <laughs> I-, I was thinking about this, too. I actually guessed it on a show this week and we were all kind of kicking around the ideas, like, how would you make Morbius interesting? And the, one- and the thing that hit me is like, well, do what Donny Cates did with Venom. And that is barely actually right about Venom at all, but right about the entire universe around him. So, like, okay, Morbius is a vampire, but he was created by science. You also got Dracula and all these other vampires who were created by magic. Is there like like animosity between? Yeah, like them? A what's a divide, the history of vampires? Divide, and you could do yeah. maybe
1: like a um like 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 a racial subtext to it or something, where like they see him as maybe a less than.
0: Yeah, because, you know, he's you know, he just manipulated his own genes yeah. to turn himself into a vampire. Also, what's the history of vampires like in the Marvel Universe? I don't think anyone has ever written that in stone yet.
1: No, I don't think they have. I imagine, like, maybe Jason Aaron will get there with his vampire mm. stuff, but yeah
0: you know bring in br- bring in like some other villains who also happen to be vampires and you know bring in like uh what is it frost from the blade movie or something and be like all right what what is the history of vampires and how does morbius fit in if at all mm-hmm. that's what i would do
1: yeah then that'll actually be pretty interesting
0: yeah see see marvel if you want good pitches just come to the <laughs> comic
1: multiverse we'll we'll help you out yeah, joel ain't taking the tail whipping <laughs>
0: No, 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 I'll write Morbius, but but, but mainly because I'm so soft and I'm so easily whipped by towels. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey man, when Jason Aaron started working here, he did uh, what you got to do to become a chief uh, supreme justice there. You hold the cherry in your butt cheeks and drop it in the beer. (laughs) Hey, we all had to do it. That's what you got to do if you want to become editor now. (laughs) Akira Yoshida did it faster than anyone, they say. Very, very strong butt strength. <laughs> Much butt strength. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, that's that's some new Marvel titles we got coming out. Uh, ooh, here's some interesting stuff from the world of film now. John Wick director. They don't say which John Wick director. I think everyone forgets there was actually two guys who directed John Wick.
1: I think it's Chad Streleski. The the guy who is was the- Keanu Reeves' stunt double.
0: Okay, I was going to say, is he the Deadpool guy or the other guy?
1: he's the other guy
0: he's the other guy okay so the john wick director who didn't direct the second deadpool movie is going to be helping out with birds of prey reshoots where i'm like really we're going back for reshoots already on this
1: yeah yeah i i guess so i i know reshoots in 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 most recent times have become sort of like this this boogeyman where like you hear a movie is going back for re- reshoots which is perfectly like like it's budgeted for that it's gonna it happens happen. all the it's time gonna but some for some reason it's become like this like thing was like oh it's, it's a movie reshooting and sometimes that's true some like fucking justice league dark phoenix all that shit like new mutants all that sort of stuff oh new mutants ain't seen the light of day
0: <laughs> no, no no well apparently that's another thing too that came out this week it's like oh disney uh is unsure about the future of new mutants i'm like no fucking shit you're not <laughs>
1: i wouldn't be either yeah so like i don't know whether like that's good but like yeah they're bringing on like another director to do the fight scenes and stuff like for me that that's that's the signal of being bad but also good because they're getting someone who actually knows what he's doing
0: he knows good fight choreography but yeah that also sends a message of like oh well, these are two directors with two radically different styles. How the hell is any yeah. of this going to mesh together? Yeah,
1: that's the the, the other thing. Yeah, they they both their aesthetics are completely different.
0: That also worries me too. That they turned in a movie, and their big takeaway was there's not enough action. Put more action into it.
1: Yeah, and what does that say, especially with like a movie that when you've got like like Batgirl and Huntress and Cassandra Cain, although I'm hearing rumors that Cassandra Cain is basically like non-distrust homeless person like oh. she isn't really like Cassandra Kane at all mm,
0: well this is a movie where Black Mask does not wear a black mask so what's he, what's he gonna,
1: what do you think he's gonna wear and and again that's Ewan McGregor as well um oh shit it is holy yeah. crap uh w- w- what's he gonna wear in in his in the, in his stead
0: uh he's gonna have like a weird sex room and he's gonna <laughs> wear like a like a black domino mask thing
1: <laughs> I reckon and I that- reckon it's gonna be glasses like just like right. like thick rim black like dark glasses
0: that's black because that's like realistic that? <laughs> yeah you you had one one job his name is the black, villain mask. black. <laughs> and he does not wear a black mask it's
1: like part of his like that the reason he wears that is because he he doesn't like people seeing that he's like horribly disfigured
0: yeah that also funny too black mask has like a special tie-in coming out soon for you're the villain
1: this coming week apparently
0: yeah and like i'm not gonna say like oh black mask could make or break the movie because let's face it roman scionis is not a very interesting villain there's a reason he never really goes to the next level he basically is just the costume and this movie's idea was hey let's get rid of the one defining characteristic he has (laughs) that'll be fine everything's
1: yeah. fine yeah uh i don't know how to feel about this movie i'm i'm not really interested in it mainly because they're shoving harley quinn in it who has no mm, no point being in the birds of prey she's not in the birds of no prey. and isn't the movie like, never been a member the movie's title is some fucking ridiculous it's like bird the lauren birds hill of, reference birds of prey and the journey the emancipation of,
0: yeah. of harleen quinn's yeah it's it's a freaking lauren hill reference yeah like why why? To where I'm like you where I'm like you know what that's a little offensive to the real Lauren Hill who actually has been suffering with mental illness her entire career <laughs> <laughs> see L- Lauren Hill Harley Quinn, basically the same
1: oh of course yeah yeah we'll just romanticize this 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 mental health issue
0: thing yeah you know Lauren Hill has a real long history of just not showing up to her own concerts
1: <laughs>
0: really yes. <laughs> Uh, w- w- what did someone describe it as? When you buy tickets to a Lauren Hill concert, uh, it's basically like playing the lottery, and you have just as much chance of actually getting a show. Oh, wow. <laughs> but sometimes you do get a show, and sometimes it is like winning the lottery, because even though she's insane, she's an insane genius. <laughs> but yeah, so... We'll talk more about that as it gets closer. It's funny, we we haven't had, like, another trailer or anything for it. Like, you assume there would be more stuff on it.
1: Yeah, same with, like, Wonder Woman. I know Wonder Woman got pushed back, but, like, still, like, we think we'd have, like, something of it by now.
0: Maybe this is why we're getting reshoots, because they probably... This is probably another thing that, like, Aquaman did good. They got a lot of good critical reception to Shazam, and they're like, okay, well, maybe go in and rework some of this. Yeah. Which feels like like will you never learn warner brothers why do you keep tinkering with this (laughs) there is no magic formula just let your movies come out (laughs) and we'll judge them all on a case-by-case basis yeah maybe they figure too it's like well fuck it we're recasting our batman anyway so like let's just go back and reshoot some of this shit as well i
1: guess so i guess so
0: you think it's maybe to include pattinson in there do you think maybe they want to also put their batman their new batman in here
1: (sighs) I, I don't know whether they they'll do that but maybe they'll try maybe they'll rework it into that it could be a universe where there is a young Batman like you know mm. like while trying to keep like people like Margot Robbie as Harley and right. everything you know like try and just rework it. it probably won't like fit very well but they'll be like fuck it it's just for this one movie and then we can you know, kind of start over again.
0: It would be fine to if, you know, we, like, saw young Bruce Wayne on, like, the TV or maybe, like, a poster of him or something. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you know, come work for Wayne Enterprises today. We've got dental and shit. (laughs) We've got bat-shaped dental. You'll love
1: it. Yeah, not affiliated with Batman in any way.
0: No, not affiliated with that. No
1: Batmans.
0: (laughs) No Batmans allowed, but, uh... Yeah, so like you said, reshoots are often considered to be, oh no, the sky is falling, but hey, you know what, if the fight scenes end up being way better and way cooler because of it, that's good.
1: Yeah, but then as you said, like, two different, like, aesthetic choices and stuff, like, will that, that, like, be noticeable, like it was in Justice League?
0: I guess we'll find out. (laughs) Uh, Some more comic news for us here, Uh, we got a couple more of those infected teasers you know what what other heroes will be joining the batman who laughs secret six and uh, blue
1: beetle is going to be one of them yeah so now i think we have all six
0: uh maybe five depending on how you count it because it's blue beetle mm-hmm. supergirl mm-hmm. hawkman yep. shazam and then depending on how you count it Gordon might be on the team for five, but then again, also Batman Who Laughs might be five, or they might be five and six, we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting, like, lot, lot of for Secret sixteen. team. Yeah,
0: a, a lot of characters who either don't have a book, or could really use the push right now.
1: hmm
0: Which I I will admit, uh, Blue Beetle uh, looks the best of all the infected redesigns, he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. He looks like something out of a freaking Guillermo del Toro movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks- could you see him with eyes on his hands? He
0: looks so gross. He really does, and it's like, good for you, Jaime, you're not in anything right now, I'm happy. (laughs) Maybe if this works out, you'll get a better spotlight on you moving forward, and maybe you'll actually get another solo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for that. uh uh, now that we have most of the designs i think blue beetle has the best design Mm -hmm. i think hawkman might have the worst if only because it's slightly lazy it just kind of looks like how he normally looks but with gray skin
1: hawkman is just it's just savage hawkman
0: it's just savage hawkman again yeah (laughs) supergirls is a little over designed but i like it i i think more thought went into this one than like her red lantern costume
1: oh yeah yeah her red lantern costume is super lazy
0: yeah, and Shazam, who they're now calling King Shazam, I'm like, why well, is he a king now? Oh, I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. Do it, d- does he kill Black Adam and take <laughs> oh, over Kondok? He's like, I'm King Shazam now. Oh, that'd be cool. I've mentioned it elsewhere, but it bears repeating. Man, what a... What a giant middle finger to, like, the wholesome family adventure (laughs) Harry Potter-style thing that Jeff Johns is trying to write, and they've pushed back issue 7, like, 14 weeks now, and they're like, fuck it, he's a bad guy now.
1: (laughs) It's, 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 it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny.
0: And it sounds like he's not even going to be writing the Shazam one shot. Because it's like, oh yeah, Billy Batson is going to be like fighting a serial killer and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, that really jives with the Harry Potter Chronicles of Narnia thing we're doing. Written by
1: Scott Liddell or something? What the fuck? Oh,
0: (laughs) man. You joke, but that's very likely. (laughs) Drawn by Brett Boo. (laughs) Like, it really does every time you hear a piece of news where it's like, are they... Are they really trying to make Jeff Johns quit? It feels like they're actively trying to make him quit every day. It does.
1: It really does. Like they're trying everything. Like they, I think, I think they have pushed back Doomsday Clock issue eleven again.
0: Have they? Re- yeah, we're pushing back Doomsday Clock. Perpetua is better than Doctor Manhattan. You can't write the Legion because Bendis is writing the Legion, <laughs> and Billy's a bad guy now. <laughs> That's what I wonder, now that he's going to be inverted and infected and evil and everything. What's what's evil Billy going to be like? Because, like, Billy's like a little kid. He's not that evil. Well, like, said, he hasn't there, even lived there's, long
1: enough. There's art of him in, um, because he's in the first Batman Superman issue. Right. And, um, he's fighting he's fighting Batman Superman and he changes back to Billy to, like, pretend to be, like, a kid. But the kid's, right. the kid's evil as well
0: oh is he gonna be like damien from the omen or is he just gonna be really uh really really bratty
1: kind of look like damien from the omen like black eyes and everything
0: Uh, i just imagine him just being a really bratty kid that superman and batman have to i want to go to mcdonald's no billy you want to go to mcdonald's (laughs) Uh, damn it clark i can't talk to him when he's like this (laughs) you do it no, Bruce, you do it. Just, just making them fight each other. You know, my my other superhero dads let me go to McDonald's whenever I want. What other superhero dads? <laughs> like that's just how you invert them. Like it was just we'll just make them the worst type of kid. Uh, but yeah, those uh those look fairly interesting.
1: They do. They really do.
0: And it's spinning out of a Joshua Williamson book, which is itself spinning out of a Scott Snyder project. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on board for that one. Uh, also, too, because everything is getting dark and gritty and horrifying at DC these days, we
1: also have Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Yes, they, yeah, these these seem very interesting.
0: Yeah, a series of one-shot what-ifs from the Dark Multiverse. The first one we have is Blackest Night, where the idea being, what if Necron and the Black Lanterns weren't defeated and the last one left standing was Sinestro.
1: Yeah, Sinestro, who teams with... Um who's he teamed with i read it the, i read it the other day he teams with someone and they like have to stop necron
0: that's cool that's a cool premise i also like in a world gone dark and messed up sinestro is the hero
1: yeah, yeah.
0: like everyone's moral alignment had to be moved so far to evil that just like uh sinestro's back it's like i guess i'm chaotic neutral <laughs> so i guess i'll be good now i'm the
1: least evil evilest one in the room <laughs>
0: yeah really it's like fuck am i the hero i guess i'm the hero now <laughs> that one's fun and then we also got infinite crisis which looked rather interesting because again it looks like ted cord blue beetle becomes monarch and he's yep. beating up batman and superman and he's got like a bunch of other heroes shit hanging off i'm like all right that's that's an interesting new direction for ted cord yeah
1: so apparently the the crisis happened the infinite crisis happens on this earth but then i think ted cord and booster gold will go back to try and stop it and in doing so uh, ted becomes the crisis
0: interesting okay also man it's nice to see the blue beetles getting pushes even though both their pushes are but what if they were evil though
1: <laughs> yeah no, it's it's a lot better than you know how tom king handled them <laughs> that's true at
0: least they're doing something kind of interesting and i've always held the idea too that every version of the blue beetle was kind of underrated in their time where it's like look if they put their mind to it they could
1: really mess shit up and clearly
0: tim seeley and these other writers agree that's like yes they could indeed mess shit up
1: yeah oh yeah totally because they they, they're, they're like batman basically yeah
0: they're they're batman only they have more fun yeah and also, they're they're Batman, and they're also kind of the Green Hornet because literally Blue Beetle. Why Blue Beetle? Because it sounds like Green Hornet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's a couple layers of a ripoff.
1: <laughs> and then you got Night Owl, who was a ripoff of him. Mm-hmm. So it's really. Funny. Well, it wasn't really a ripoff. It was based on him because Alan Moore couldn't use the Charlton characters.
0: Right. 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 So it's kind of of hilarious, this weird circle of it. Also, too, Blue Beetle's uh, origin is fascinating, too, because you got the one guy who was just a crime fighter who used technology. That's the one Night Owl was based off. You had the magic-based one, and then you had the science fiction alien one in Jaime.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice, like, smattering of, like, different genres there. So, yeah, Mm. it's, it's really surprising how, like, someone hasn't done something really good with these characters.
0: They've tried. Every couple of years they try... And you know, I think it just comes down to the fact where it's like, people people like Jaime, but they don't want to read his run over again, they just want to keep reading what Keith Geffen was writing at the time, yeah. and every time they try and reboot him, it's like, well, pff, I, I'm not going to do this again. Yeah, yeah. Then they tried to make him magic, too, remember, for a minute, it's like, well, what if Jaime was magic now?
1: Yeah, and what, what was that, was that DCU, or just before yes. that?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that didn't last. No. Remember, Dr. Fate was helping him out, and Ted Cord was helping him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so sad, Jaime. I know I mentioned this before, where it's like, he was really the vanguard of the young, hip, Spider-Man-esque heroes for a new generation. And DC buried him so hard and so quickly. Meanwhile, at Marvel, you got your Miles Morales and your Kamala Khans and your Sam Alexanders and all these other characters who were basically doing the same thing Jaime was, only they were way more popular. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what Blue Beetle needs to do. He needs to jump to the Marvel Universe where he'll fit in way better. <laughs> That's the thing. He just needs to go, can I be a champion? Sure. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. He just needs to hop universes.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can take on, like, he would become blue locust or something.
0: Sure. <laughs> There's already a red locust yeah. on the champions, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just making the blue one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she's like, motherfucker, you stole my gimmick. <laughs> no, I didn't. I get my powers from aliens. Where do you get yours? <laughs> Uh, alrighty then. So, uh, ironically, from one cosmic type rant to another one, uh, Grant Morrison's Green Lantern run is coming to an end very soon, and a lot of people assumed once it was done, it was over. No, he's oh, yeah. sticking around, actually, and he's doing something so wonderfully insane and so wonderfully <laughs> Morrison. Oh, you know, I'm making the Green Lantern core go away, and once
1: they're gone, I'm replacing them with the Dark Stars. Yeah, it's a this is actually i think it's spinning out of what he did in this first arc for the green lanterns mm. uh, which is when they fought the black stars um but what he's basically doing is he's having the them somehow rewrite history so the green lanterns never existed and the black Lan- mm. and these black stars were like in their place so hal instead of getting a green lantern ring gets a black star mantle <laughs>
0: That's amazing, and I'm sure people are like, will this affect Jon Stewart in Justice League? No.
1: No, of course not. No.
0: No, no, because none of these books affect each other. We just <laughs> let our prima donna writers write whatever they want, and it's up to you, the fans, to figure out where any of this <laughs> takes place. <laughs> you do that's, our that's pretty...
1: work for us.
0: You do it for us. You make your own comprehensive timeline. It's tiring to make our own. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is a really cool Raleigh Morrison idea. That's just so big and huge and being like you know what i think my name can sell this book so hard
1: get green lantern off there it's the dark stars
0: now it,
1: it will work like it's super interesting and the stuff he's been doing with the black stars and the dark stars and all that sort of stuff is like super cool like now they've like they're like led by like a woman vampire who's from a planet of vampires and hell had you to, to like become one you have to go to the planet of the vampires and past, like, the spooky cemetery and stuff like that. And oh, it's no. It's all this, like, weird shit.
0: It's very Silver Age. All of his shit is yeah. just, like, super Silver Age weirdness.
1: Yeah. Well, as well as that, like, he's bringing back loads of Silver Age, like, characters, like, as villains. Like, he had, like, a, like one of the first villains Abin Sir fought, like, as a, as a villain right. in his most recent run. He's bringing back, like, Hal's girlfriend from the Silver Age and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I know ticked a lot of people off because it's like, wait a minute, where's Carol? Why did she just yeah. well, show she, up? She
1: was in there for one issue. He, he, he like stopped by her house and that was, everyone got mad over nothing. Yeah. But yeah, its it it's, is been, pretty cool. it's been such a cool run. Like at the moment, he's like dealing with the, the Green Lanterns of the multiverse. So you've got like the Batman Ooh. Green Lantern. You've got the one that's basically just him uh, who smokes a lot of weed. Um, <laughs> you got the one from, uh, what was that? The, the one that's like, the spectre looking one
0: oh right because hal jordan was the spectre yeah, the one that Monica. actually
1: carries a lantern all those sort of stuff
0: i i'm still just thinking of weed lantern
1: in dankest day in dankest night that's exactly what no it's e- like that's exactly what it's
0: <laughs> no- <laughs> like <laughs> no evil shall escape my cush side let snacks who worship evil's might know my power oh man can we get some snacks <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm all exa- about them. exactly what it's like. it's like he basically wrote himself.
0: <laughs> man, you know, so many other heroes are about escalating the situation. Man, I'm about bringing it down. Man, the Kush Lantern
1: man's just about chilling everybody out. Man, what you literally just said is exactly word for word what happens in the issue.
0: I okay. See, now I need to catch up on this shit. Now you you had me at Weed Lantern. <laughs> Man, somewhere the dude in Canada who writes that Captain Cannabis book is probably super pissed off. He's like, damn it, Morrison stole my shtick. <laughs> uh, all righty then. So that actually does it for the news this week, everyone. That's everything that was fit to print. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we'll uh, head on over and talk about what we read this week. And there was actually, as I mentioned, a really reasonable rollout. I was actually able to cover everything I bought. Where? Uh, h- how would you like
1: to start, Matt? Um i'll let you choose a book to start because chances are i've probably read it by now so yeah
0: that's true uh well i mean i guess we'll start with the one that we seem to start with every week now because it's the biggest one of them all and that is of course uh powers of x issue number two or powers of 10 (laughs) because like that's kind of the joke that's what it is like it is powers of x but it's also powers of 10 because the x-men calendar is all broken into multiples of 10
1: you see what you did there hickman you're very, you're very
0: clever, big dick Hickman, <laughs> swinging it around. You, you know math jokes too. Yeah,
1: and he was swinging it right around this issue.
0: Boy, boy, was he. So, uh, yeah, do, do, do tell, Matt. Let's let's talk about this one. What uh, yeah. what did you love?
1: Uh, yeah. So this this was like the the issue that converged both Powers and House because we get the start mm, you know, where like one. Eric sort of um, uh, where Charles sort of comes to Eric with his plans for like a united. Um, mutantdom and all that sort of stuff and eric eventually accepts after seeing all his like future and possible failures thanks to moira and all that sort of stuff
0: literally moira assaults his brain with spoilers where magneto's like no i decide what's right and wrong i'm fucking magneto and she's like no you'll fail every time oh no spoilers Everything I do is wrong. Which this is huge too, because this says basically seeks to imply that yes, Moira retconned all of X Men history. Xavier and Magneto were only pretending to fight all this time, so we could eventually lead up to Krakoa becoming a nation.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were only just pretending. We we're pretending to be. A yeah, we were only and... just. Pre-
0: <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. See, we were pulling our punches every time.
1: Um. But yeah, then we jump ten years into the future, and uh, we learn, and this is. This 10 years is where we saw like those people, the orchis get hold of the Master Mold and mm-hmm. uh, the, the X-Men have learned about it. That's the information that Mystique was stealing. Um, yes. And we learned that Scott uh, Cyclops has been given a mission to sort of stop this before the Master Mold is brought fully online. So it will destroy all of mutant kind and everything. Uh, and he's uh, got to go... Not just
0: sp- a Master Mold, a Mother Mold yeah. that makes other Master Molds. It's the biggest, biggest one ever the biggest master i love that's like well what's bigger than a master mold a mother mold obviously it makes master molds it does i'm like oh shit that's scary it's the total simpsons mode of like ooh, master mold that's bad mother mold oh that's
1: bad <laughs> um so yeah he's got to go into space to stop this thing that's in in the sun uh, so that kind of sets up his book with him being in space in the main x-men book
0: Yeah, I wonder, are we going to see some of that, or is that where that book is going to pick up, I wonder? I
1: imagine it will be a bit of, like, we'll see glimpses of it, and then maybe get the whole story in that book.
0: Hey, Cyclops, pick your team. I pick everyone in my family, and also Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) What what a weird thing. I want my brother, my estranged brother, my estranged father, my wife, my two kids from alternate futures, (laughs) and also the guy I kind of hate, Wolverine. (laughs) Although I don't know, maybe they love each other now because Krakoa is doing so good. Wolverine yeah. was so happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, book then jumps a hundred years into the future, where uh, where Logan has has learnt of of um, Bell and what was the other one's name, Percival's death. Uh, right, right. Which is a bad thing because apparently Percival was like using like a blackout thing to like hide them from Nimrod. Um, keep
0: the robots off their asses yeah
1: but and they they went in to steal an indexing program so they can sort through the like billions of hours of screenshots of twitter that nimrod (laughs) nimrod has the
0: secret to defeating him is on twitter everyone (laughs) will find it he's got
1: that one tweet from 10 years ago
0: we can finally cancel these (laughs) sentinels once and for all (laughs) can you believe what he said about israel
1: (laughs) Uh, so yeah he they sort it out they find the information and uh yeah apocalypse is like a good guy now yeah which makes a ton of sense i don't
0: know why this shocked me so much because he's gonna be on the excalibur team
1: yeah yeah it's just so weird seeing him actually like being part of the x-men and like like he has done that kind of in the past at times mm. but like yeah it's so weird where he's like kind of the xavier role for them now where he's like no we're gonna fight these and i'm gonna lead you from the front
0: in the future they're so desperate and there's not even like any humans around worth protecting anymore so it's like fuck it i guess we'll all lie with apocalypse i guess so yeah It's great, too, because we know in the future those Chimera-class mutants are created by Mr. Sinister, who has always been Apocalypse's toady, so I like this idea that clearly there was a moment in time where Mr. Sinister was going around Apocalypse's back to try and create these Chimeras, and now Apocalypse is still here, but Sinister is gone?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very intriguing.
0: And you know they're gonna tell that story, like, clearly some shit went down.
1: Oh, they'll probably tell it in that book, that Excalibur book
0: yeah potentially
1: yeah so um yeah they stole that information nimrod doesn't know what they want to do with that information and it's like it was like kind of like a shutdown code or something
0: yeah it was something something not good i love how weird uh nimrod is written he's like all polite and cordial and he has a sense of humor like he's unlike any nimrod
1: we've ever seen before yeah yeah he's he's like learned to be i guess human in a way um yeah and but yeah he he's like all polite and everything and then he just like snaps and just like kills two of the humans that are in his service mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah that, that's cool that's cool
0: i'm sure that's intentional too because they're like look this is what nimrod is now and look how different he is in the future mm-hmm.
1: he's gonna be something even bigger and crazier yeah and something yeah more of a threat basically
0: yeah, because aliens to try and fight those goddamn Badoon, who are always a problem, even in the future. A bunch of aliens made not the Nimrod program, but the Nimbus program, which was yeah. the biggest, meanest version of Nimrod ever. That cannibalizes raw materials on other
1: planets to build data hubs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in this in this far future, they they sent one of these out. They turned it into a um, what did they turn a world mind. And they sent it yeah. out, and then they instead of, and they brought back something, and we don't know what it is. It's something called Phalanx.
0: Ah, uh, well, well, the Phalanx are of course another group of uh, aliens in the X Men universe mm-hmm. that they fought all the time. They're also the ones uh, who were part of the original Annihilation wave, which is those hilarious because that was all
1: the that uh, Phalanx, okay. I which ju- I makes it total sense. Been, like, something new or something like really old that Hickman just brought back.
0: Well, now we've brought back all the aliens. We mentioned the Badoon, we have the Phalanx Mm -hmm. now, so now it's all the big aliens who started in X-Men. Actually, yeah, they mentioned the Kree and the Shi'ar Mm -hmm. previously in other issues, but yeah, I love the idea of... It's great, too, because he breaks it down. It's like, and here's a bunch of hive mind theory, everyone. (laughs) Nimrod and the world planet is right here, the Phalanx is up here, and now Phalanx wants to absorb all of Earth into itself, and also... Maybe this is related to that new Annihilation event they're talking about doing in 2020. Yeah,
1: is, is Hickman going to write that?
0: <laughs> I mean, he already recycled the name Secret Wars for his Avengers big event, so it wouldn't shock me at all if he's like, yeah, let's do Annihilation 2020 and it's an X-Men event. I, I'd be cool with that. I'd be fine with that. I think everyone would be fine with that.
1: Yeah, more Big Dick you know, big Dick, uh, Hickman, so Yeah. Makes a lot
0: of sense, too, because I'm like, man, you know, Nimrod's acting a lot like, uh, what is it? Uh, Ultron. So now here we have the phalanx again. Yeah. (laughs) With Nimrod possibly taking their place. So that's just really cool. Just again, big, big idea science fiction, this X-Men book. Yeah,
1: it's it's so grand in scale, and that's what an X-Men book should be
0: it should be and it's so funny because it's like every issue i'm like there's no way they can top that last issue there's no way they're gonna have anything more surprising than what they did
1: yeah i keep waiting for that that one issue that's just gonna be like a filler or like feel like a filler but it's not come yet still early in the series but yeah it's still not come
0: yeah imagine there a second i want to write a series where every issue has you going
1: what (laughs) and every issue is required reading
0: I'm trying to think, like, what haven't they taken from X-Men history and lore to bring back? We've got the cosmic stuff, we've got the Earth stuff, we've got, like, literally everything from X-Men history. Yeah, and it's only been, what, three three issues so far. Well, four, because two apiece. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. That's a great thing, too, because we keep going back and forth.
1: Yeah, although I think this coming week is a, um, is another powers issue.
0: Oh, really? We're getting two powers back to back? Yeah interesting huh i wonder why yeah i guess we'll find I out guess why maybe there's something
1: big in it yeah
0: i suppose so yeah uh all right well what else did we want to cover then
1: uh we both had event leviathan
0: uh did we because i barely <laughs> feel like this was a comic it i wasn't. felt like this it was was. I, <laughs> I feel like i opened this up and it, like i got a misprint where it's like oh they forgot to put any new story in here yeah oh they
1: printed issue
0: two again yeah they literally just printed issue two again i you know i almost feel like we got to make a special award for how much nothing you could put in a book because there is a shocking amount of nothing in here
1: yeah so we're at the halfway mark of this the six mm-hmm. issue book and we don't know anything new like they just keep reiterating nope. the same things same things over and over again
0: Not only do we not know anything, but the heroes don't know anything. In fact, they just sit around in the Fortress of Solitude and talk
1: about how little they
0: know and how they have no leads. Yeah, and
1: how somehow, from one thing Jason said, apparently Leviathan has daddy issues
0: that changed everything and i love that like all the heroes oh we can't catch red hood red hood's so good we can't catch him then lois is like would you like to answer some questions even though you have no reason to answer questions because we <laughs> insulted you uh, accused you and then tried to chase you and beat you up would you like to answer some questions now yeah, and he's
1: like, yeah sure yeah sure why not i love to talk i love to hear the sound of my own voice yeah i'm i'm i uh, i didn't do it because they want you to think i did because i thought about this once i told you this last issue yeah yeah
0: i'm i'm the perfect fall guy don't you know (laughs) also don't look at any of the actual evil stuff i'm actually doing in my own book but i promise i'm not leviathan
1: (laughs) yeah totally not leviathan you can trust me
0: i like too that damien just blames him apropos of nothing (laughs) out of the blue like i think jason did it (laughs) and everyone's like cool just just,
1: yeah that's just him stirring shit
0: just him causing shit where it's like you know friggin jason took my cake from the fridge one time (laughs) so fuck him i'm gonna set him up for this i'm gonna sprinkle small amounts of crack on his costume to really make him look (laughs) guilty
1: (laughs) but yeah they that'll show they end up talking the the thing i mentioned before about the father issues was like so ham-fisted they put in like, like, they're just talking, oh, yeah. and then suddenly Jason just is like, oh, how's your relationship with your father? Like, where the fuck did that come from?
0: Yeah, it, re- it really does come out of left field. God, I hope it's not Roy Harper, even though, like, this really strengthens the theory that it's going to be Roy Harper, because Green Arrow is so omnipresent in this series, and in fact, he stops Batman and Robin from attacking Jason so he can keep talking to Lois, and that fact is never brought up or mentioned ever again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: It it's just so strange, and then we get like Walla, who who bugged the, the Fortress of Solitude, has been listening to this conversation, and then and no and, one knew, yeah, no no one, because apparently like the tech can be hidden from Kryptonian tech, which doesn't make much sense.
0: Is damn ridiculous. Um,
1: but yeah, she's been listening, and she's in she she escaped from the Bermuda Triangle to like Mexico mm-hmm. or something i assumed yeah and and then leviathan confronts her she seems to know who leviathan is never hints at who it is they hint at like his mask nope. maybe doing some sounds a lot like karma's mask from that mm. uh detective comics run um
0: or spiral where they like block yeah, it out yeah
1: yeah yeah but she doesn't tell him who who he is or who he seems to be uh because super yeah, you know. decides to show up <laughs>
0: I love Superman is in this story so little. This story spun out of your book, Superman. Yeah, yep. And he and he's just so not interested, he's like, Meh, Batman and Lois he's, will handle
1: it. No, well you see that yeah, see that's the problem with this. Like it's it's all well and good to be able to tell like the stuff in action comics is really interesting and stuff, but when you start doing like big event stuff and you have to take Superman out of the equation because he can just fix everything like straight away. Mm-hmm. And Bendis has mm-hmm. wrote himself into that corner. Mm-hmm.
0: boy has he ever yeah. man this was boring yo
1: it, totally, I, I am convinced he doesn't even know well, it's either it's either he doesn't know who leviathan is and hasn't come up with a good enough um uh personal scapegoat to who it could be so we're probably going to get another uh armageddon fiasco where it's changed at the last no. minute uh where captain adam who was the bad guy of that was changed to fucking uh what's his name
0: hawk from hawk and yeah Death.
1: yeah hawk I will get something like that or it's editorial constantly changing like things. Although that's probably not the right thing because, you know, it's Bendis. He gets to do whatever the fuck he wants.
0: And also Bendis writes his shit like six months in advance. Yeah. So yeah because you got to do that when you're writing several books you need to write shit six months in advance also too it's like there's no point in guessing because there's literally been no evidence or no breadcrumbs yeah yeah
1: yeah, that you can't actually guess who it is because there's nothing we we don't know anything we didn't know back when it first started in action comics
0: it's kind of amazing you wrote a mystery with no actual mystery in it yeah yeah
1: yeah. oh i bet he thinks he's so fucking clever like oh no one has guessed it yet it's disappointing because it's like dude you started out writing neo-noir mystery uh fiction
0: like you know how to tell a mystery story why are you choosing not to <laughs> again you know the, what it again, is? This su- should
1: have been a batman story not a superman related mm-hmm. story
0: you know what i'm sure it is i'm sure he looked over at what tom king was doing with uh heroes in crisis it's like well if he's not gonna try i'm not gonna try <laughs> yeah, well, if, he, if he's literally if he does, gonna tell a mystery
1: yeah if he, if he wins eisner's for not trying
0: yeah, then I've been working way too hard all this time. <laughs> I mean, look, if he if he's gonna tell a mystery story where the clues don't matter <laughs> and nothing matters, then I'm not gonna try either. <laughs> this is this is what you like, right? <laughs> and geez, I never thought I would actually give credit to Heroes in Crisis, but at least that one tried to set up red herrings. <laughs> this one doesn't even try and do that. No,
1: no, it just like makes you think that like this character is it, but then like on the same page you find out it isn't yeah there's no tense no, like tension or anything
0: it's gonna be so ridiculous when we find out who it actually oh, it'll is it'll be
1: like completely um what's the word like it won't matter at all in the grand scheme no, of won't. things it won't matter at all
0: it was me amanda waller's father who we <laughs> never talk about
1: <laughs> it was amanda Waller. wouldn't that be some shit
0: oh right you know because amanda waller's behind everything yeah
1: yeah uh, like this issue she's behind every superhero and every spy organization apparently Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. which you know that's fine when she's written competently because that's always been the joke where it's like oh yeah she's so corrupt and so dirty amanda waller her left hand doesn't know what her right hand is doing half the time
1: yeah they're in so many pies yeah yeah leviathan's gonna be like a stupid robot or something yeah, so an ai yeah Omac or something
0: exactly i was created by amanda waller to run all the spy organizations but you know i went corrupted oh she pulled the plug on the project so really amanda waller is my mother and my father and that's why i'm angry yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: shit man i think we actually wrote a better conclusion i'm sure <laughs> Let's let's refer back to this and see if we wrote a better conclusion or not. Yeah, oh, we we most certainly did. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh oh yeah. Uh speaking of Batman, uh, I had Detective
1: Comics number one oh nine this week. I did too. Oh, one zero zero nine. I did too. This was a fill in issue with a cover that was a fucking lie. <laughs> what
0: a massive lie this cover was. Holy goddamn shit.
1: I I, I actually want to talk to you about this because I, I meant I think I mentioned last week or it might have been on twitter but like soup we went to have superman and supergirl this week we never got it yes, because they they recalled the issues and told distributors to destroy them and every, all that sort of shit um because,
0: because they no longer represented the content of the book yeah yeah
1: yeah the, the cover apparently apparently that was bullshit that was like a cover yes. story because apparently it was you know these books are, are done like weeks and months in advance in printing and all that stuff and they still managed between both issues which were again literally the same issue like we had in mm-hmm. that in that uh, Supergirl Superman crossover a couple of issues ago uh, apparently they fucked up lightning legs uh ethnicity across the books yes
0: <laughs> yes i heard this i actually with that other podcast uh that i guested on on comic ground they actually mentioned that i'm like okay that actually makes so much more sense but also why did you lie about it oh because it seems because it seems like oh hey we we messed up this character's ethnicity oh oh some of you were excited because you thought we were being progressive with the legion of superheroes oh oh no we weren't though oh now we look racist don't we because we're literally erasing a black man
1: yeah see that's the thing that like i think he was meant to be a white character and then like like yep. one of the like, shading he or, was shading or something yeah the shading or something went wrong on one of them so it, it was portrayed as a black guy and then they yeah they couldn't go back on that because they'd look racist so they had to like kind of double down on that so like now all the stuff that has uh has him in it has been pushed back so they can change it.
0: <laughs> so now you both look incompetent <laughs> and like liars.
1: <laughs> but how do you not pick up on something like that? because these books are put in like like weeks and months in advance for like printing and stuff like that, and bound to be sent off and everything. How do you not pick up on that?
0: As we've said before, DC editorial just
1: oh, sh- yeah, it, I tell you, sleep
0: at the wheel. Yeah,
1: but like even like artists and stuff like how do you like okay? I just got to reference the this character. Oh, it's different here
0: clearly no communication
1: too i guess so yeah
0: boy this is really embarrassing yeah this story was fine though again you could tell it was one they kind of threw together at the last second yeah
1: yeah i i i like the stories where bruce just has to do wayne enterprises stuff i they're they're really interesting they're fun it's a nice change of pace yeah so he does that he's gotta go on some like big deal does like cut down carbon emissions and stuff like that and
0: dead tomasi finds an interesting angle in that story where (laughs) bruce doesn't seem to care about the environment and i'm like oh does bruce actually not care about the environment or is he pretending to be a vapid rich guy who doesn't care about the
1: environment yeah it's it's interesting it's very interesting
0: you figure he would considering like, hey, what's what's the gas mileage on the Batmobile and the Bat plane and the Bat sub and all these other things? What's what's your carbon footprint,
1: Batman? Yeah, uh, they all run on some form of an electricity or something, energy. They're all ethanol, corn
0: is the future, Alfred.
1: <laughs> he Who, he, who he, killed, he killed the electric the, car? He uses the oil from Gotham's like Chinese takeaway shops. He like steals it.
0: There you go. <laughs> the, the Batmobile is a 100% green operation <laughs> all of it's built with reclaimed lumber from the ocean <laughs> what do you think I have Duke doing he's out there reclaiming lumber <laughs> it's
1: all he's good for
0: do you think I keep all these sidekicks around for no reason <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny stuff but yeah Deadshot's back as a bad guy which we don't get very often anymore mm-hmm.
1: he's back as a bad guy and he's seemingly accepted Lex's offer And this is, like, part of it? Yeah. So, like...
0: Go kill Bruce Wayne for reasons. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, like, is Batman going to have to deal with, like, multiple villains coming after him now with Lex's offer?
0: Seems like it. I mean, Superman got multiple villains. I guess it only makes sense for Batman to have multiple villains. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so, you
0: know, what I really liked about this story was actually the art. I haven't seen much of this dude's work before, but uh, Christian christian something but it was really nice
1: it was it was a really nice looking book nice and clean looking book
0: very clean that's an excellent way to describe it you know the 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 art kind of distracted from the fact that you know it's like well this is kind of a story we've seen before
1: yeah it, it was a fill-in issue i didn't mind that it was a fill-in issue i imagine the next issue is, is going to be one as well like to tie mm-hmm. up this story before we get into the um the the mr free stuff
0: yeah villain issues can be much worse that's probably a good way to describe it yes
1: uh i guess another one we
0: can talk about this week because uh, we talked about uh batman we can talk about spider man 2 i had amazing spider man 27
1: oh how was that I'm, I'm a couple issues behind on that
0: uh this continues to be really fun because it's just nick spencer revisiting superior foes
1: awesome awesome
0: It really is. It's uh, the Sinister Syndicate, uh, that's that all-female villain super team wants to kill Boomerang. The idea being that, hey, he's a minor celebrity right now, and if we kill him, that'll really help raise our profile. (laughs) It also helps that a lot of us hate him for personal reasons, either because he betrayed us, like in the case of Beetle and Electro, or he tried to booty call us at the bar with no name one too many times. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's hilarious, and there's a great moment, too, where Boomerang uh, realizes, like, oh no, Peter Parker and his aunt are trapped right now, what am I going to do to protect him from these ladies that want to kill me and hurt them? I know, I'll mansplain villainy to them, and that will distract them,
1: and it does! Oh, that's great that's great it's
0: wonderfully hilarious he's like hey this is the feast shelter you're not gonna get any money here uh stealing canned goods ladies if you want to steal stuff you should steal truffles they're really expensive <laughs> <laughs> and they're just gobsmacked at how stupid he could be it's it's really fucking funny and naturally too, beetle you know she claims to be on this girl power trip with all these other villains but she's secretly planning to sell them out to the kingpin mm-hmm. so she can make a bunch of money yeah because why wouldn't she be? in it ends up in this hilarious thing where now Spider-Man has to save Boomerang <laughs> from them. That he's like the damsel in distress in this situation. But oh wait, his other roommate, Randy, uh, is actually dating uh, Beetle in real life. Oh. Uh, what is there? Oh, Her dear. civilian form. Oh dear. So it's like, man, I know. It's like, how many freaking villains know where Peter Parker lives? <laughs> how many of them have been like up in his house and used his bathroom? <laughs> But yeah, it's, a, it's it's a really funny book Nick Spencer just revisiting Superior Foes. Is Spider-Man himself a backseat player in this arc? He sure is, but you're not going to hear me complain. That's cool. That's cool. It's just good shit. Uh but yeah, that was Spider-Man. Uh, what else did we got?
1: Cool. I had let me just have a have a looky at my list here. I'm I'm really behind of what I've read this week
0: was one of those weeks oh it
1: was it was did you end up reading any of the absolute carnage uh tie yes i did actually before we started i
0: read uh separation anxiety from clay chapman i didn't think i was going to read it let alone like it but boy i ended up liking I, it
1: i read this one as well i i because i was like looking at like how many like tines are there, and there's there's a god awful amount um yeah but i picked this one up on a whim and yeah it was it was really cool It's genuinely
0: dark and scary and uncomfortable, and just like, wow, I would not expect Marvel to actually sign off on this, because basically you follow around a kid, a child, her parents are getting a divorce, which you know is uncomfortable enough, and then she has the terrible luck of taking in a dog that just so happens to be the host for the four remaining Life Foundation symbiotes. It's
1: basically the thing
0: it's literally it's literally the thing they run from room to room there's a bunch of stuff with like a makeshift flamethrower yeah it totally is that
1: yeah yeah they take in the dog yeah it it was so cool and it was it was gross as well like like lots like like, again like the thing like weird alien things bursting out of the dog and everything it was cool
0: as Mm -hmm the redesign work on the life foundation symbiotes is great because they too are being touched and corrupt by null so they've got like the weird red spiral on them and the whole deal is is that they need four new hosts so they can get to new york because well that's where everything's going down
1: yeah yeah it's it's really cool it was just like a cool one shot are we getting other one shots like it's like this because i know we i I think so this week as well i haven't read that one yet
0: that was Cullen Bunn, which I actually wrongly say in my review that that was also Clay Chapman. But yeah, we're getting Scream, which I think is actually a three-issue mini. And then we're getting a couple other three-issue minis. I know Red Goblin is a mm-hmm. one-shot. I think it's a mix of like three-issue minis and one-shots. Oh, okay,
1: I'm, I'm upset that this is a one-shot but yeah, you- this one was really cool.
0: Yeah, it was a fun setup where I'm like, okay, well, where do they go after this? This weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre family of symbiotes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, yeah, I'd want to follow these guys on their road trip to New York.
0: It's it's also like a lovable loser underdog story because yeah. no one likes the Life Foundation symbiotes no. and they all suck. Yeah. So the idea that they're like, oh, we got to be where the action is. God's coming back, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just really, really workmanlike horror. And I, of course, no surprise that when I researched this dude, he's actually written a bunch of horror anthologies. Oh,
1: uh, really? Yes. Okay.
0: So that's why they picked him for this. And yeah, man, he, he made a fan out of me. He made me genuinely feel disturbed reading a Marvel comic, which yeah, hasn't happened. Yeah, it
1: was, like, shocking, uh, like, how gross and visceral this book was.
0: Definitely. And just, like, the subject matter, too, of, like, okay... Your POV character is a little kid who cannot defend themselves and who is completely helpless. And here's the thing, too: sad ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept reading. I'm like, okay, well, who's going to come in and save them? Okay, well, who's going to come in and save? No one comes in and saves oh, nor, them. No. <laughs> like literally, no one comes to help, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> There's even some cannibalism in there here. There is, yes. It's really fucking dark, yeah. but fun too. Oh, it's great. not necessary. It's not necessary to understand uh, Absolute Carnage,
1: but if you want a good horror story, pick this yeah, up. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what like a lot of these one-shots will be, like like horror stories like set around the, the Carnage story. Same,
0: same. The idea being that Carnage coming back has reactivated all the symbiote and symbiote... Uh, uh, what adjacent. is it? Adjacent. Uh, adjacent, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pfft, uh i guess keeping on the marvel train right there uh i had invaders number eight from Zdarsky. Ooh, how's this going continues to be one of the most hidden gems at marvel right now everyone is sleeping on invaders and you're all going to be so so upset because it's
1: really great I keep meaning to keep picking it back up because i was going to do that when it originally started but then it just like fell into my pile and disappeared
0: oh i know i totally understand And invaders is not for everyone but i think zadarsky has cracked the code on this book to make the best invaders book ever and that is invaders is really only the jumping off point and it's about everyone else in the marvel universe Mm -hmm. namor is back to being one of the most tragic sympathetic and layered villains that marvel has had in a very long time Mm Declared war on the surface world, basically transformed a whole like city's worth of people into Atlanteans, so they have to breathe water. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and the United States are like, he technically didn't hurt anyone, but he also attacked us and also like literally grabbed a city from us. So what do we do? <laughs> do we d- do we blow up the ocean? <laughs> And on steps in. There's actually a lot of really good social commentary this issue, because we find out that to take care of these Atlanteans, the government has thrown up its hands, and they're like, well, we don't know what to do. Roxanne, do you want to feed and clothe them and give them places to live in exchange for, you know, big fat government contracts? And they're like, of course we do. <laughs> and also, guess what? All you people on the surface who breathe water now, do you want to make money you can't spend by working on our offshore drilling operations? <laughs> we'll do that and then when the president's like i think we should nuke the ocean roxon's like fuck no you're not <laughs> if you want to like actually get elected next year that's not happening because guess what now that we have an in, in atlantis we're gonna take it for all the resources we can
1: <laughs> it's funny how like in that conversation roxon came off as like the most level-headed <laughs> it's like yeah exactly it's so like backwards
0: <laughs> yeah don't nuke the ocean there's money to be made there <laughs> It's uh, it's great too. Uh, Namor actually wants to talk to Bucky, and he's like, "Hey, you know, unlike uh, Captain America and Jim Hammond, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're afraid of getting their hands bloody and everything, but not you, Bucky. We're of a kind, you and I." And Bucky's like, "Well, I also know what it's like to have my mind tampered with, and I know you're basically dealing with Fishman Alzheimer's right now <laughs> because Xavier fucked with your head back during the '60s."
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool
0: it is and we get his point of view where he's like yeah yeah xavier he tried to help me with my rage you know he took my old war buddy tommy uh, Mackin, and he put him in my mind to basically be like my counselor to make sure i didn't go nuts on everyone the only problem is i kept burdening the tommy in my mind with all my darkest ideas and fears which means my psychiatrist went crazy <laughs> jesus and w- and it's basically all these years been whispering in my mind kill them all namor kill them all <laughs> No, I don't watch. It. Okay, fine. Then I will enact a whole plan to get Atlantean sleeper agents inside the U.S. Navy, and I will try and steal some mutant DNA to turn uh, Earth breathers into Atlanteans. And this will all be part of a plan. And you don't have to worry about it, Namor, because you won't even know about it. Me, your subconscious will be doing it.
1: Jeez, oh,
0: <laughs> it's friggin' nuts. I love it.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome.
0: It's really well. And then Sue Storm shows up. Oh, nice yeah because they're like okay well fuck who knows him better than the fantastic four i think we better go ask the fantastic four for
1: help oh that's cool
0: they can't help because he also has the serpent crown now which is a weird holdover from 60s marvel that makes him stronger can create illusions and also means no one else can tamper with his mind wow which means no one can fix his mind now (laughs) So there's just a big Alzheimer's ridden Namor threatening to take down the whole world with him. <laughs> it's wonderful and it's insane, and more people should read it. <laughs> I uh, I had one more book too. Cool, I got
1: a couple more, and uh, you mentioned the Fantastic Four. I had Fantastic Four issue thirteen.
0: Right, this is the big Hulk thing rematch, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this
1: is like a two two part issue starting last issue where uh, Ben and Alicia went on their honeymoon. Uh, that's cool. and uh Ben Ben's like got a watch that's counting down his time because every year he can turn human for a short for a short amount of time, uh, and he's uh, he's counting it down and he's he's worked it out so he can go on his honeymoon when he's human.
0: That probably helps for the sex, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so he's like counting it down and everything, and then then the Hulk shows up on this island, and we learn that the Hulk is being controlled by the Puppet Master. Um, oh, right, who's Alicia's father? Yes, because um. Back in the, um, when Ben approached him uh, for his his uh, uh, acceptance into, like, him marrying his daughter, uh, Puppet Master said yes, but Puppet Master was being controlled by Alicia. And he's getting...
0: Oh, that's... Yes,
1: I yeah, remember that. I actually read he's that. He's getting uh, kind of revenge on that, on, on them for that. Um, so he's controlling the Hulk. And the Hulk it is brilliant because the Hulk kind of wants it to happen because he he sees obviously ben as like a as like a rival because he's strong mm. and everything and he's like oh uh, maybe i want this to happen so that i can like beat you again and they
0: is a uh, is hulk devil hulk like from immortal yes it's,
1: it's the immortal hulk oh cool yeah yeah um so he um they end up fighting and everything and all while this is going down he, uh, ben has like like 30 seconds left on the clock before he changes human so he's <laughs> got to end the fight quickly and he ends he ends up ending the fight but he ends up like badly hurt because he punches hulk so hard that his his rock skin like breaks apart and falls off Ooh. um so yeah he ends up beating him and beating the puppet master and he wakes up and he wakes up weeks later so he's missed his honeymoon completely and, and yeah it's 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 kind of sad but at the same time alicia's like ah it's we've got all a whole life ahead of us to start a family oh and, and then sweet. the then then the issue ends with like hulk breaking into the raft and like crushing um uh, philip masters's hands and 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 yeah and then and then there's the implication that he does a bit more to him after that <laughs>
0: that's that's a very devil hulk thing to do you know dumb hulk wouldn't know what to do but devil hulk's like no i'm playing a much bigger nastier game
1: now i cannot have this happen break yeah yeah, it's so cool he's just like breaks in i'm gonna do more to you now
0: yeah really i I don't know if you've seen what's been going on in my book but i fought the fucking devil (laughs) and also god might be interested in me too right now (laughs)
1: he's gonna go punch god in the face (laughs) yeah
0: i cannot have the puppet master screwing with all of this right now (laughs) this is so below my pay grade (laughs) oh that sounds really fun it was
1: a really cool like two issue story
0: right on that's good uh yeah i had one more uh miles morales spider-man now this was a very clever issue so miles got kidnapped a couple issues ago by a group who may or may not be acutely aware of the ultimate universe okay And may very well be doing experiments on him to try and figure that out, and his parents are freaking out because he's been gone for like three days, and they know even as Spider-Man, he's never gone that long. So Jefferson has to team up with Uncle Aaron to go get him back. Oh, that's cool. It's a great brothers teaming up story, and of course, you know, the mom blames Aaron right away, saying, oh, he was talking to you when he disappeared, you know, this is all your fault and your criminal friends, and Aaron's like, no, 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 I actually am trying to be good now, I actually am on the straight and narrow. Oh, okay. But uh, but uh seriously, though, to get him back, though, uh, hey, Jefferson, can you get your old shield stuff out of the closet, and also, we're gonna need to go to the black market, because I need to buy a new prowler suit. jeez. Oh, Which he does, and hilariously, it has a cape, which, you know, it it has a cape, but it's not like the one from the movie. He also doesn't have lightsaber fingers, but the idea is just like, yep, he's the new Prowler now. (laughs) Even though supposedly Hobie Brown showed up again this week in the Tom Taylor Spider-Man book and was Prowler. Oh, okay. So fuck it, we have two Prowlers now. (laughs) One has a cape, one doesn't. Okay. But yeah, they have a great thing. They work together, uh, they brother it up. They uh, save Miles, who is really fucked up. They were, like, torturing him for days. He can't even stand. And uh, even then, they send a bunch of dudes to fight them, and they get a great moment where, like, three generations of family are fighting together, only for the bad guys to be like, meh, this isn't worth it anymore, and then they just leave. (laughs) So they save Miles, but it's, like, the limpest victory, where it's like, oh, we we didn't win, they just left. (laughs) And, uh, and, and uh, the, the ultimate takeaway is that this has repaired the relationship with the brothers now, so now Uncle Aaron can be in Miles' life more. Oh, that's cool. It was a very that's sweet cool. ending, a nice story. And, like, hey, for the first time ever, wait, did a Spider-Man character actually get their martyred uncle back? <laughs> that's nuts, that never happens. Oh,
1: just wait till the next issue. <laughs> that's
0: the thing, because I know they tried to write Uncle Aaron's importance out of continuity, And be like, no, it was this other kid who died that made Miles want to do what he wanted to do. And now they're like, no, 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 now they're back together. Well, they could always just kill him again. Mm, Yeah. I hope they don't. I like the idea of Aaron being alive and trying to, you know, be a good role model for Miles, but also still feeling the pull of his criminal life. Mm -hmm. It's good shit. That's cool. Yeah, it's good shit. Cool.
1: Uh, The last book I had was Flash, issue 76
0: oh yeah yeah the uh, the coming of uh captain cold again
1: yeah so this issue sees flash return to uh central city and talk with uh wallace and avery uh who aren't too happy to see him since the last time he left he left like kind of out of nowhere and he was kind of a jerk to everyone when he went off to find the right. um the the forces uh so, right. so they they aren't too happy to see him, but he's like, "Look, I want to put all of that behind us. I've got some newfound hope, you know. I want to show you something." So he takes him to the um, the newly rebuilt Flash Museum, and he takes him he takes him behind the the secret painting in the foyer, and into the speed speed lab, which is like their new like Bat Cave. Cool. And uh, he he introduces them to the Commander Cold and Steadfast and. They talk about like the the speed force dying off because of these other forces being released. They're like eating away at the speed force. Um, And Wallace and Avery have both noticed that they have slowed down a lot because they were fighting like villains like Tarpit and Gerda and they were giving them trouble Hmm. when they really shouldn't be. So they decide to sort of band together and sort this out and Flash just wants them all sort of under one roof to have like a team Flash sort of thing i like it yeah uh meanwhile in barcelona mick rory's like burning the shit out of some cops and uh like captain cold arrives and it's really interesting he it's really cool as well because he's got this new suit that's basically it's like a long cloak and and i've seen it and you think it gives him his ice powers back it doesn't it's just technology that emulates his ice powers Ah, i like that um and mick even points that as like hey you got your powers back he's like nah i just got like upgraded tech from luther and it's like speaking of which here's this huge fucking flamethrower that luther made for you go burn these (laughs) cops more love it so so he's like going around recruiting the rogues uh love it even more yeah so he's doing that to bring him back to stop flash uh flash Mimo is just talking in this in the speed lab and then suddenly he's just fucking attacked by the black flash who just like Mm. comes out of nowhere and instead of actually going for any of the actually flashes he goes for steadfast and like kills him because oh shit the 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 speed force demon is like wanting to kill all these other forces because they're killing it Mm -hmm, naturally yeah so so that the new character is like dead apparently (laughs) wow that's what a short tenure steadfast had
0: (laughs) an issue (laughs) but boy they really raised the uh, stakes on
1: this one <laughs> yeah so it's going to be very interesting to see like like because obviously the black flash wants to get rid of these forces so does barry and all that will they team up will mm. they be opposing forces very intrigued yeah.
0: that sounds really fucking cool. it does
1: it's so fucking cool
0: i'm down for all that one day i will catch up on this flash and be happy <laughs> So yeah, is that it for us? Is that everything we have this week? That is everything. That's everything, man. So uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening and carrying on. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first before anybody else You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. It's always appreciated. Helps me pay Matt. Helps me uh, keep the uh, podcast up on SoundCloud and all these other places uh, that you can listen to it. Uh, I'm going to try and add Spotify uh, because someone said I should add it to Spotify
1: and a lot of people are doing that apparently. Yeah, you get Spotify podcasts.
0: Yeah, Spotify, I I have the actual thing in front of me. I haven't had time to do it yet, but I promise I'm going to try. Remember, everyone, it took me 100-plus episodes before I got it on iTunes. (laughs) And boy, did that make a huge change when I did. So, yeah, apparently everyone yelling at me was 100% correct. (laughs) Also, too, at the end of the show, I want to remind everyone about our sponsor, KetoCrate. Again, uh, I will have all the information down in the uh, doobly-doo below check it out use the promo code get five dollars off help yourself out help us at the show out always appreciated always uh you know never expected but always appreciated. always appreciated always appreciate is uh, is that it match we have anything else to pitch anything else to no, talk about no,
1: i hope people don't notice the cuts in this episode because this episode had a few <sighs> mishaps happen
0: fucking skype man <laughs> really fucked us up on this one nah, that it'll, it'll be but awesome. uh There you go. But thank you, everyone, and we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye.